0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's about to go down. In a minute, let me touch down. I'm going to
2: get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time.
0: It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward Weitz, and Ryan Fox.
3: Rise and shine. The alarm is going off at 7 o'clock. Time to start a brand new day. It is Thursday. We welcome you into the program. Tom, Ward, and Ryan on the 17th day of November for 2022. Where, where has the year gone? No idea. You look up and... <laughs> We're talking about Thanksgiving next week. Wow. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> and it's certainly beginning to look a lot like Christmas, isn't it? So, Yes, it is. There's a song in there someplace. Somewhere. Yeah. Ward White's, good morning. How are we? Outstanding. Good. Good. Ryan, how are you doing? Doing well. How are you, Tom? Good. Plenty to talk about. Lots to get to today. Uh, Cowboys, Vikings. Baylor, TCU, Big Twelve, high school football. Uh, there's hoops. There's all kinds. There's some baseball news and notes. So there's all kinds of stuff that we're gonna we're gonna get to. But right now, uh, we're gonna talk to uh to Mike Gray from the Humane Society of Central Texas. Now they're still not open, but they uh they they do need some folks to help with fostering some of these animals. So Mike, good morning. How are we? Good morning. Doing well. Uh, fostering. Let's talk about it. How. I know you guys need some help. You uh, you got an abundance of animals. You need some you need some help in fostering.
4: Yeah, so uh, a lot of our Baylor students are, are fostering dogs right now, and they're um, uh, going to go home for for Thanksgiving and for Christmas and things like that. And so we're kind of scrambling right now to find uh, fosters fosters to take over for fosters um,
3: until they get back from you know uh, break. Um, What's the process if somebody wants to foster?
4: Um, They can give us a call, 254-754-1454. They can send us a message on Facebook um, and and ask us there, or you can just go to our website, hsctx.org, and click on the Foster tab. Um, And the cool thing about taking over a foster from a foster is you'll pretty much have all the information on that dog because it has been in foster care, so they know all the ins and outs and and you know, kind of exactly what to expect with that dog.
3: Are there any? What What are the qualifications for uh, for a person or a family to foster?
4: Um, just a, a a willingness to love a dog, and uh, that's really it. I mean, we'll provide you with you know all the food you need, um, any uh, medications the dog might need, uh, a kennel, a dog bed, toys. Um, so really, all it needs is just kind of a, a, an open heart and. An open mind to take that dog in and give
3: it a shot. All right. So give us that number again for fostering
4: 254 754 1454. And then our website is
3: hsctx.org. Mike, if somebody wants to drop, uh, make a donation and drop off some dog food, can they still uh, take it by 2032 Circle Road?
4: Absolutely. We definitely need some dog food uh, and blankets and things like that. It would be wonderful.
3: Mike, thanks. Appreciate your time this morning. Thank you, guys. Thank Have you guys. a great day. That's Mike Gray from the uh, from the uh, Humane Society of Central Texas. He's the community outreach manager over there. Uh, Ward again that the, they uh, they remain closed, but uh, they do need fosters. And I didn't, I've never thought about that. Uh, you know, the Baylor kiddos that foster and mm-hmm. help out now they they're going to be going home for Thanksgiving and for and for Christmas. So they're going to need some folks to step up and on a temporary basis foster. Some Foster, so uh, that uh, that's kind of how that works. All right, it, it is a seven o three, three minutes after seven o'clock. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We're glad you're with us as uh, we get ready to roll. Uh, UMHB opens up playoffs uh, this this Saturday. Is the uh, the crew ready to rock and roll? I think so. Uh, it
5: should be interesting. The uh, you know get that home game for the opening round of of the playoffs is always you know an advantage for for everybody that gets that opportunity so you know they just got to go out and take care of business and uh Huntington's a a good football team nine and one they only lost to to Linfield at the first game of the season so they're on the nine game winning streak Um, they do have a tendency to turn over the football so if the crew can keep that thing going and uh get a few turnovers in their favor and set the offense up and the offense can be good in the red zone again, as it has the past couple of weeks, I think they'll be fine.
3: What is, what's the route get kind of walk me through because I know, you know, there was some confusion in this building, I think earlier this week about do, do they reseed at, no. and no, there's a route there is it's set.
5: Yeah.
3: There's a bracket.
5: All uh, right. and you know, there, there's a path that they have to go. If, if, If they win this week, they will play either Harden-Simmons or Trinity. Uh, If Trinity wins, they'll be in San Antonio. If Harden-Simmons wins, they'll probably be back home. Uh, Then they'll probably go on the road after that. Uh, And uh, I believe the next game would be just looking at the bracket, and I don't know for sure anything can happen. It is the playoffs, but just my projections on my part, Mm-hmm. Probably run into Linfield again, as they did last year. Uh, this time, I th- I think Linfield is seated higher, so they'll be on the road in Oregon uh, for that game. Uh, and then they'll hit the semifinals, and after that, the opportunity to go to Annapolis and the Naval Academy to play for a national championship. So the path is
3: there. Mm-hmm. They know their path. They, they know the challenges, and they're ready to go. Yeah, so. I think so. And it all starts Saturday. Yes. And... uh noon kickoff. Noon kickoff 11:30 broadcast and we'll have it over on Fox. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Looking Look- forward to it. John Walling and I will bring it to you. Should be fun. Should be a lot of fun. Look forward to it. So that's coming up on Saturday. Uh, a couple of quick notes here this morning. Uh let's see. First of all, I was boy-, boy I did uh Mitch Thompson's gone to work and gone to work in a hurry uh with the Baylor baseball program inking 13 players. Uh for the 2023 class. So he's got uh, 20 he's got 13 new players coming in uh for the 2023 class including uh local youngster and in, in uh Ewings from over at Boskyville. So uh, exciting stuff that uh that uh, they they got going on over there. So good stuff for uh, Mitch Thompson as uh, he gets 13 young men signed on the dotted line. I think one of them is from the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh Tyrique I think I'm saying it right. Tyreek Kemp is uh, an infielder from, uh, from the Netherlands. So how about that recruiting trip? <laughs> so, yeah, that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> either Mitch and his staff recruiting him or him coming for a visit. That's not a bad deal. Uh, so they get, they got that uh, taken care of it. So they got 13 kiddos coming in uh, to join the baseball program as they start that rebuild process. So there you go. Uh, coming up this weekend, uh, Really, the first big test for Scott Drew and the basketball team. Uh, they're they're going to be taking on. Uh, they're going out to Las Vegas to participate in a tournament over at uh, T Mobile Arena, and uh, they're going to open up with Virginia, and uh, that will be on Friday evening at six o'clock, and uh, we'll have it for you right here on ESPN Central Texas, beginning with the pregame Friday evening at five thirty. So, uh, Virginia two and O, Baylor three and O, and that is coming up uh, this uh, this weekend. So there's uh, really, I think, all three teams or all four teams rather that are participating in our top 25 programs, and so that kind of gives you a uh, kind of you know kind of gives you a a look at what the basketball team is facing, and maybe start to show you some of the challenges that you have. Uh, you know, I think Scott said the other day that you know there, there there's no bad losses in this. They're you know because they're going to show you. Where you need some work, if if that happens to be the case, and they, they would all be good wins, obviously. So uh, look forward to watching Baylor this weekend uh, out in Vegas as they participate in uh, in a tournament out there, and it begins on Friday evening uh, at six o'clock, five thirty pregame, as the Bears take on the Virginia Cavaliers. And speaking of Virginia, with the uh, the tragedy that that has occurred. With uh, with the football program and, and, and on campus in general, uh, the Cavaliers have elected to uh, to cancel their football game with Coastal Carolina and and I get it. I mean, and again, we talked about it earlier this week. And when you when you have situations like that, I I think it's just guys up to the individual situation and how they view it and how they and how they deal with it and how they how their their uh their players and their students and their fans and their community deal with it. I mean, in some cases you may play. It may be a part of the healing process. In other cases it may just be too overwhelming and in it's not the right time to play football or, or participate in sports whatever the case may be. It's I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. I think it's up to the to the individual situation and the individual program and and uh, Tony Elliott and 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 the leadership at, at Virginia said, you know what? Let's let's step aside and let's let's don't participate in this non-conference game against Coastal Carolina on Saturday. And so they'll they'll continue their 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 process of, of mourning and healing and and do it without football on Saturday.
5: Yeah, it, it it's an it it is an individual choice. You're right, and it's a very difficult choice. Mm-hmm. And so you know you you have to take in consideration a lot of different aspects of, of what goes into it uh it's just it's horrible that you have to have to do that and i i i don't I don't know how they go on and play Virginia Tech next week either, but I mean maybe that's maybe that's part of their healing process mm-hmm. play that game
3: well right now i mean there's they're just not emotionally ready to participate in football. I mean football's the last yeah. thing on their mind right now. Absolutely. So uh yeah, I saw some uh saw some clips of Tony Elliott, the head coach uh conducting a press conference and discussing uh his uh his openness to tell you know that he told the media that hey look he when he was with some of the players and with the with his football team, you know, that he broke down. He goes and he wanted to show his football team that it's okay to do that, you know, sometimes we, we try to mask uh, our emotions and our feelings. And, you know, look, the good Lord gave you the ability to laugh, so he also gave you the ability to cry. And if that's what you need to do, do it. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of that. And I think that was his message. Part of his message to his, to his football team is, you know, grieve how you feel like you need to grieve, and that's what they're doing right now. And so football is not part of the equation for, uh, for them right now. All right, uh, 11 minutes after 7. 7-11, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Let's, uh, Let's talk some Cowboys and Vikings. What do you say we talk about the Cowboys and the Vikes? And we do it next on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball. On 104.9 FM.
2: 17th ranked Baylor hosts number 19 Maryland Sunday afternoon in the Farrell Center. 1.30 for the countdown to tip off. 2 p.m. Tip off on 104.9 FM.
6: Follow the 12-time defending Big 12 champions with Sophia Young-Malcolm and the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith on 104.9 FM.
7: Lender.
8: At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more. Only at Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds, and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams in SD requires eligible port in. See store for details.
9: Baylor Sports
0: Beat weekdays at 7:55 a.m. and 5:25 p.m. on ESPN
10: Central Texas. This is Greg Hill, General Manager of Mission Golf Cars, the nation's number one EasyGo golf car dealer. We are proud to announce the opening of our newest store in Waco, Texas, offering the full line of EasyGo and Cushman vehicles for the golf course, the neighborhood, the beach, the farm, and industry. Mission Golf Cars is the knowledge and experience to handle all of your golf car needs, from sales and service to leasing and rentals. But our true expertise is in our commitment to our customers' experience. Mission Golf Cars, now open at Bagby and Highway 6. Stop in today for a test drive or check us out at missiongolfcars.com.
6: An agent for 31 years, Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance and retirement planning. And Joe is proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was a Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo plays baseball there. Call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. That's 972-771 8051
11: how pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman meet ron
6: i was always active
0: No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance.
11: Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors.
0: I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store.
11: See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting, or schedule one at goodfeet.com.
5: Stop by Good Feet Waco, located at the Central Texas Marketplace, across from Lazy Boy.
0: Game time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep brand. Your friend in the car business.
3: All right, seven sixteen here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up Sunday, it's the Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. And Ward, simple question: Do the Cowboys do the Cowboys turn that into two losses, or do the Cowboys get well against the Minnesota Vikings and uh, and put the Green Bay loss in the rearview mirror? Well, you better get well if you want to get where where you want to go. I mean, I
5: I I get that you you know. You have a huge challenge in front of you, but if you're going to be the team that you want to pretend that you are, um, then then you better go up there and take care of business. I mean, they've only lost to the Eagles on the road, and you know a lot of teams that's that's their loss. So uh, this is a good team. They're they're on a roll right now, and they just beat the Buffalo Bills last week in which, a wacky game. Yeah, which is not easy to do, and you know so. Uh, this is a good football team. You better go up there and have last week out of your mind and, and ready to play this week. The
3: one thing that bothers me is was the ability for the Green Bay Packers to run the football and how effective they were running the football. Well, it's not the only team that's been able yeah. to do that this year. But they pummeled them for two hundred yards and the over 200 yards, and the Cowboys couldn't get off the field. Yep. And the Vikings have a terrific running back in Dalvin Cook. Who's oh. averaging right at five yards a carry? Well, they're going to run it through the C gap. Yep. Just get ready. So, I mean, that's where they're going to run the football.
5: It's not the A B gap that's the problem. It it's the C gap, and you better find a way to stop that.
3: So, which they haven't all year. No, and and, and Green Bay just said last year, I mean last week said you know what we we don't really need to throw the football. We're just going to run the football pound pound pound, and that's what they did. First down, first down, first down. Kept moving the sticks, and you know. They played football. We joke about it, you know, because there's so many teams that like to go 9,000 miles an hour with their hair on fire. But you get right down to it, it's about – football really hasn't changed. I mean, you make first downs. You you own the time of possession. You do those things. You've got a great chance to win. That's exactly what the Packers did. And you know with with a Dalvin Cook – In the backfield, that's exactly what the Vikings are going to do. And and they do have Kirk Cousins, who is a good quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so
5: that opens up the passing game. But, I mean, look, the Bears ran for over 200 yards. Mm -hmm. The Lions ran for 150 yards against them. The Lions, I said, ran for 150 yards against them. So this has become a recurring problem for this defense. And if they don't figure a way to get it fixed, it's going to become a bigger problem because other teams are going to take advantage of that edge.
3: And then how do you treat Micah Parsons? Do you run away from him? Do you run right at him? You you just run, you just continue to run through the C gap until they figure out a way
5: to stop it. It's it's Micah Parsons. Wasn't a factor at all last week. No, he's out on the edge, you know, and so they're they're running through the C gap, and he's not he's not able to get that pass rush that that the Cowboys want him to get. He he's okay against the run. He's not great against the run, but he is great in coverage and he is great in pass rushing. Um, the only guy that they've got that's really good at pass rushing is D. Law, and you know and until they figure out how they can fix that that's going to continue to be a problem cuz teams are you know other teams are going to continue to attack that from here on out.
3: Make no mistake about it. This is a good uh, Vikings offense. It uh, is. Here, here's Mike Par. Uh, I big part Mike McCarthy talking about the Vikings offense. Uh Minnesota offense playing very well. Um you know I like their balance, you know, if you see their ability to obviously start with the run and the movements that come off of that. Um so very well coordinated. Um you look at the sell scout there. Obviously, they're very well coached. So, um, you know, the perimeter players, you know, they, you, you look at receiver, tight end, quarterback, running back. So, I mean, they, they got very good di- distribution of talent and experience. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an excellent challenge for our defense. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think that's the understatement of the press conference, that it's a, a great challenge for for the defense. I mean, they got to find a way to get off the football field and give the ball back to the offense. They cannot stand out there and let Dalvin Cook run for five, six, seven yards at a whack because, look, that's what they will do. And he's averaging five yards a carry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's pushing, what, 750, 800 yards 727 already? 727 so far yeah. on the season, five yards a carry. And he's and he's the dude, make no mistake about it. Uh, he's the focal point in that running game, and and they're going to, they're going to run the football. And why wouldn't you? It, look, the strength of the Cowboys – Defense, and and it's a good defense, but the strength of that defense is the back end. It's the, you know, it's it's pass, it's when they play pass, and it's a passing league. But people are starting to figure out, hey, you know what? We can be effective running the football. And that's what you're starting to see, and it's a copycat league. I mean, (laughs) you don't think that Minnesota's coaches turned on the projector and watched Green Bay pound the ball down their throat? Sure they did.
5: Well, they're going to, again, they're going to do the same blueprint that the last three teams have done. Mm-hmm.
3: So get ready. You better figure it out because no fair dodge, and here it comes. And the other thing is, right. you better be effective in your running game. And, you know, I look, the best defense is a good offense. And if you're out there doing the exact same thing, running the football, moving the chains, uh, controlling time of possession, the other team's offense is standing there watching. Mhm. So that's that may be another thing. Now, uh McCarthy did add briefly that if Zeke is ready to go, he'll play. Well, there's a news flash. If a player's ready to play, he'll play. Didn't say he will play, didn't say he wouldn't play. He said if he's ready to play, he'll play. Well, I think we knew that before. The press conference.
5: Yeah, there I, I don't I don't know where Zeke is right now. I don't know what no. he's listed on the injury list. I haven't seen it uh, as of yet, but um I, I I don't think he worked out yesterday, but I'm not sure. So uh we're getting closer and closer to Sunday. I, I would not expect, even if he is in there,
3: how effective he's going to be. A veteran guy like that, does he need a lot of snaps in the middle of the year? Uh, is, as far as a practice situation is concerned. Coming off an injury, yes. Yeah, he does. I mean, you need to you need to feel good
5: about – in certain injuries, you need to feel good about where you're at with that injury and how it feels in practice before you can go out on a game day and just try to test it. I, 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 I was, I think you do.
3: I was more – I was uh, referring to understanding the game need,
5: plan. He doesn't and, need reps. No, no he that, doesn't need reps. Right. But he needs – he needs to be out in practice
3: and feel confident that everything's good. Now I get exactly. that part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, you, as you far as reps, yeah, no, he doesn't need. Reps. You you certainly don't want him hesitant because he's unsure. Exactly. I, I get. Yeah, but as far as understand, I mean, he he knows terminology. He knows. No, he knows the he game knows, plan, and he knows the offense. But he
5: needs to be on the. Yeah, he knows yeah. the game plan. He's been in the meeting rooms. He, he all that is not a necessity, but being out there testing it and making sure that you feel confident in, in what your physical abilities are, yes, you need to be on the practice field.
3: All right, uh, for, on our CNC Collision Center text line, by the way, and you can join us anytime, this is a identity game for the Cowboys. Can they beat teams in the playoffs? If you can't win Sunday, they won't win in December. Do you agree? With, I don't yeah. necessarily agree with that. I mean, I agree. I mean, I agree. I mean th- Do you? look, this... Look at Dak Prescott's history.
5: He's not good against winning teams, period. And so, you know, if if that trend continues, they're not going to be good on Sunday. And, you know, you can't just turn the light switch on when you hit the playoffs and, and be ready to play playoff caliber teams. But, and this this team can't do it.
3: But isn't the NFL more about matchups? How, how you know, because we were just talking about the – you just said the Cowboys – don't play the run between the tackles very well. Well, it's not between the tackles. It's
5: the C gap. The C gap is where they're in trouble. They Between the tackles, the A-B gap, they play okay. They plug the middle fairly well. It's the C gap that's the problem for this team in the running game.
3: When you say C gap, explain, explain that. A gap
5: is between the center guard. Right. B gap is guard tackle. C gap is outside from the middle of the guard to the outside anywhere, and that's where they have a problem
3: but that's where the speed of this defense is I don't
5: is. care that's where the all the yardage is going from
3: I'll watch that on Sunday cuz I thought You watched the tape from last week. It, it, but Green Bay was
5: able to run between the tackles. No, it was not. It was the C gap. The right. AB gap was not a problem. All right, I, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you but uh, I've I've gone back and watched the film. Go back and watch the 22 the the NFL film. Watch it. It it's it, that's the problem.
3: All right. Well, 726 uh I, I don't necessarily agree that it be, if you don't beat Minnesota, that you won't be successful in well, December. No,
5: I'm just saying what hit, I think what he's alluding to is they're not very good against playoff caliber teams. Well, they had anytime.
3: Yeah, they weren't a year ago.
5: Exactly right.
3: I mean, you can go back and go. They were twelve. They had twelve wins a year ago. But look, they 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 swept the NFC East, which was a dog a year ago. Mm-hmm. They were six and five against everybody else in the NFL. Six and, and, and what five I think, against
5: everybody else in the NFL. And what I'm, th- yeah, exactly. That's what I think the texture is alluding to. If they don't change that trend against Minnesota and start playing good football against good teams, then in December they're going to be in trouble because their schedule has some playoff caliber teams wrapped all through it in the
3: month of December. All right, seven twenty-seven. We'll continue the Cowboy conversation. R.J. Atchua joins us next here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, hey.
8: Hey, everyone, with today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. The defense faces one of the league's best running backs Sunday in Minnesota. Cowboys safety J. Ron Kearse tells you about Dalvin Cook right after this.
10: Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA.
11: What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label?
0: It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals.
11: Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels.
7: 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details.
8: The Cowboys travel to Minnesota this weekend to take on the Vikings who've won five straight. Receiver Justin Jefferson makes the highlight reels, but it's running back Dalvin Cook who'll challenge the struggling Cowboys run defense. Safety Jaron Curse is a former Viking teammate of Cook's and gives this scouting report.
4: When he gets the ball, he can get going quick. He's very elusive. Uh, very, very efficient with his jump cuts and getting in and out of, out of his breaks and things when he's running those routes or on the edge. So you have to wrap his legs because he keeps he keeps him moving on the contact. His vision is good. His run his run after contact is good. It's a lot that comes with a guy like that.
8: Dallas's run defense is ranked third worst in the league. With today's Cowboys report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy report brought to you by Richard Carr
12: Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial
6: Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com.
3: Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember,
13: slow down or move over. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Hometown Construction
2: and Design constructs custom-built homes from the design of the floor plan to the completed project. They have the resources to get the job done right the first time, and the job will be completed in a timely manner. And here's the best part. The professionals at Hometown Construction and Design provide frequent updates to their customers. If you're looking to build in a rural area or in the city, contact Hometown Construction and Design, 254-229-0006, and check them out on Facebook. ESPN Radio
0: Sports Center.
12: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by Asco Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Harlan Bulldogs are in Fort Worth tonight to take on Toller in the 2A Division I area playoffs. Also tonight, Whitney goes up against Pottsboro in Mesquite, while Franklin tangles with Anahuac in Waller. The Texas showdown in the NBA last night was won by the Rockets 101-92 over the Mavericks. Tonight in the NBA, the Spurs visit Sacramento. Astros pitcher Justin Verlander has been named the American League Cy Young Award winner for the third time in his career. Sandy Alcantara of the Miami Marlins took the National League Cy Young Award. Both pitchers were the unanimous choice of the voters. The first time that's happened since 1968 when Bob Gibson and Benny McLean were the winners.
0: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Cowboys with RJ Ochoa from Blogging the Boys on ESPN Central
3: Texas. All right, 731, welcome back in. This is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward, we're glad you're with us. Ryan, the long side, flipping the buttons, twisting the knobs, turning all the stuff on and off. Turn that off. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Welcome back. As we uh, welcome you into the program, we continue our Cowboy conversation. RJ, good morning. How are we? This is RJ Achoa from Blog of the Boys and ESPN San Antonio. RJ, uh, how big is this midseason game for the Cowboys?
13: You know, honestly, um, I know that we, uh, including myself, got wrapped up in the emotion of last week's game. Um, This is really what that was, And, and that's not to you know, kind of explain away the loss or mitigate the loss it was very painful as the Cowboys lost so week to go to the Green Bay Packers. But um, th- this is really consequential. You know, a week from today is Happy Thanksgiving uh, to everyone. Um, but but that means a week you know from tonight that Dallas Cowboys will have played the eight and one Minnesota Vikings and the presumably eight and two New York Giants. Um, it is going to significantly affect the playoff picture in the NFC, the NFC East. I mean, it is it is a really consequential seven days that we're about to kick off.
5: RJ, what is the number one priority for this defense right now? It, 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 is it just loading up and, and piling in the box and stopping the run? Because, I mean, that's going to be a decision that they have to make defensively.
13: You know, um, I, I don't know how you can, can look at them in their, their last two weeks and not feel like their their biggest concern, their highest concern is to, to stop the run. But um, I guess a, a point of comfort, I don't know that it, it provides that, but is that you know, there really isn't anybody built to stop the run right now. And that's, that's kind of what I think we're, we're sort of finally starting to realize um, over the course of this wonky NFL season. Everybody's built to play small ball. Everybody's, you know, playing nickel coverage all the time. Everybody's got BBs on the field, corners and safeties. And, and you know, all due respect to, to players who are, are way tougher than I am, they're just not physical or big enough or strong enough to, to stop the run. Um, you know, the NFL has evolved into such a passing league over the last 20 years. The, the teams obviously built their units to to combat that but you know um it, it's it's kind of a, a cyclical thing right you know how do you attack that how do you how do you attack some thinner lineups you you run it right down their throat and i'd say right now the only you know team who i think is good at defending the run might be San francisco maybe, maybe you could talk tampa up there but you know, it's kind of comforting on Monday night, you know, not just to see the Eagles lose, but but to see them kind of share that same weakness. Um, it, it doesn't improve anything for the Cowboys, but it does kind of mean that that's par for the course right now.
3: So, so how do you handle Dalvin Cook if you're the if you're the Cowboys?
13: I mean, you know, the the, the two options are, um, you know, the players on your roster who haven't been good enough, you know, all of a sudden are. Um, right. You know, Jonathan Hankins shows up and, and all of a sudden is ready to go. Or you just, you know, this is a mechanical bull. You hold on and survive and, and you go score on your end. And that kind of happened last week. Right. You know, you you got to you know build a, a high enough wall that, that the other team can't climb in terms of scoring. Um, and Dallas did that. It turns out 28 points is not enough. It's not a tall enough wall um and so it's you know that that's that's just kind of where we're at and that's you know we we do see this across the NFL how teams attack the way the league is kind of shaping itself up to be and and i think that you know i'm i'm not a, a highly paid defensive coordinator in the NFL but but that's the question that everyone's wrestling with right now and and you're simply going to have to rely for the Cowboys on your offense because you're you're not you're not going to be able to stop Dalvin Cook entirely you're not going to be able to stop Saquon Barkley next week Jonathan Taylor the week after that Cowboys still got to play Travis Etienne, still got to play Damian Pierce in Houston. I mean, it's tough to look at a game remaining on their schedule and not find a running back that you feel can have success. So you're going to have to go shot for shot with them on the offensive side of the ball. For
5: Dak Prescott going into this game at Minnesota, is is this one where he needs to shake the ability to beat playoff caliber teams?
13: You know, I I personally um, think a lot of the narratives are, you know, silly and whatever, and they're understandable given, you know, the the position that Dak Prescott holds. But it's been a long time. I mean, like it it just, you know, the coincidence of it all is is that it's been a very long time since we've seen Dak Prescott uh, play at a high level against a high quality team. Obviously, we, we've only seen him, you know, in a handful of games this year because of the injury. And the second half of last season was so bad offensively for the Cowboys. And so, you know, I, I just kind of thinking about it this past week because, you know, last week was frustrating. And, and I, I don't think, you know, if the Cowboys had won, we would, you know, again, there would be, have been some emotion, but we wouldn't have felt like, well, this you know, mount this one in Dak Prescott's office. Um, it was probably, you know, on the road against New England last year that we, we kind of felt like, you know, it was worthy of something like that. Uh, now, granted, they were, you know, kind of starting to fall apart themselves there. Um, they ultimately were a playoff team, but um, it's, it's some coincidence of not necessarily facing those kind of caliber teams and, and obviously not delivering in the moments that count the most. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it would be, um, like I said, these next seven, you know, seven days, if, if Dak Prescott is, is able to, to get the Cowboys to eight and three, um, he's worthy of a lot of praise.
3: A lot of conversation last week about uh, OBJ, and not so much this week. Where does that stand, and is is he or a, another wide receiver still a need for this team?
13: I mean, absolutely. Um, it, it is funny how losing kind of threw some cool water on, on the hype, and yeah, this just kind of the way things go. Uh, but but you can argue that that his presence is is more needed than ever. Uh, you know, and his ideal presence, obviously, if he's not ready uh, at this moment, that that is um, a significant factor. But, you know, CeeDee Lamb is wonderful and, and it's, you know, we live in a world where multiple things can be true. And there's so many people who kind of looked at, at his box score stat line from last week. It said Did finish with 135 yards, two touchdowns, first Cowboys receiver this, this season to, to get 100 yards in a game. He also cost the Cowboys. I mean, that, that that is that was not the first time this season that he has failed to kind of fight over the middle and left back Prescott or his quarterback out to dry, throwing an interception. And so um, there's not a you know simply put there's not a receiver that you can rely on 100 percent of the time right now in the Cowboys' offense. And I don't know that you can rely on Odell 100 percent of the time. But but it gives you another option. It gives you another mouth to feed, and and that's that's really what they need. This offense is, is going to have to carry their weight over the second half of the season they're not going to be bullying people on defense um as we've learned over the last couple of weeks
5: special teams wise keep waiting on turpin to be able to get his opportunity and it seems like that he he's really had not had since the preseason a a real big opportunity for that return do you feel like against minnesota and their special teams that he might be able to get that this week
13: I think that's such a, an underrated part of this week's game. Um, you know, Football Outsiders tracks uh, what, what they call DVOA, and, and it effectively measures the efficiency of, of every team in the NFL. Um, accounts for quality of opponent and things like that. And and they do look at each side of the ball specifically. The Cowboys rank third in special teams DVOA. The Minnesota Vikings rank 25th. Um, so, so, that is the widest disparity in terms of offensive, defensive and special teams rankings between Dallas and Minnesota this week. And, um, you're right. At, at some point, somebody's got a kick to him and, and, you know, that's not to say that everybody's completely avoiding it. And I do think, you know, he's, he's made an impact. We, we haven't seen the touchdown and we're all really just kind of foaming at the mouth for that. Um, but he really has kind of helped in the field position game, but, um, but you're right. I mean, at, at this stage where we're, we're you know, the advantages the Cowboys have had, so to speak, are, are drying up a little bit. You got to create some new ones, and he's lurking back there, and, and it does feel like a matter of time um, that he's just going to kind of make a significant play. Um, so yeah, I, I totally think um, you know th- this is this is that moment. If not, you know, th- of course, I mean, you know, he's going to do it on, on Thanksgiving Day with the entire world watching. Um, but you know what, uh, Tony Romo is on this week's call and, and the joke is there for him, you know, we're number nine and whatnot. So I, I'll say this week is when it happens for Kamonte Turkish.
3: Okay, so let's 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 talk about this ten day window. It's it's in years past it used to just be a, a big, big benefit to the Cowboys to to go get a win and then win on Thanksgiving, get the get the time off and then make that push to the end. That hasn't been the case of late how significant is this 10 day window with two games for the cowboys
13: you're right i mean now that everybody plays at least one thursday game you know everybody kind of experiences it you know at their own pace and the cowboys are fortunate that they get to you know get the short week at home obviously every week on thanksgiving but they do play a road thursday game later in the season although the, the game before that is on a saturday not a sunday um it's critical i mean it's critical in general um, to your point, like on an annual basis, but but the way the cards fell this year, um, the fact that you're, you know, like we we could be sitting here, you know, Thursday night. I don't know if you guys are pecan or pumpkin pie guys. I hope it's, it's pecan. <laughs> um, I'm not a big pumpkin person myself. But um, you know, Thursday night when when we're all kind of you know done giving thanks and, and getting ready to go shop for Black Friday. Um, I mean, the the tide can turn significantly because of of the the opponents the Cowboys face specifically. I mean, you're talking about, you know, you you mentioned 10 days. 10 days from now is obviously next Sunday. Um, Next Sunday, you know, the Giants are off as well as the Cowboys. But the Philadelphia Eagles host the Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football. Um, And I I don't think any of us, you know, walked away from last week thinking, man, this Packers team is back. Uh, But those Packers play tonight. Uh, so those Packers are, are going to be coming off that, that rest that you're talking about, right? You get that week and a half, that mini-bye. So you get a very well-rested Packers team who's probably going to beat the Titans tonight, who's, who's feeling hot, who's winning, you know, having won two in a row. Um, it's not inconceivable, right? I don't think any of us think that, especially given what we saw from Philly on Monday night, that, that Philadelphia would drop that game. So if we just kind of, you know, if, if you if you live in that world, that hypothetical that I just weaved, you're talking about a Cowboys team that's eight and three with a sweep over the New York Giants, and therefore the tiebreaker. The Giants themselves at eight and three, Minnesota would be eight and two uh, next Thursday night because they don't play on, on Thanksgiving themselves. Um, actually, they do play on Thanksgiving night. Now that I think about it, uh, but that's irrelevant. And then you know, Sunday night Philadelphia could lose, and I think they'll win this week at Indianapolis, but they'll be nine and two. So you're talking about a nine and two Eagles team and an 8-3 and three Cowboys team hot on their trails. Who knows what happens with Minnesota, but the fact that Dallas would have beaten Minnesota, we could very well be, you know, two, three weeks from now. You know, Dallas could be the number one seed in the NFC. This week's game against Minnesota is consequential in that sense. I mean, it gives them a, a tiebreaker, a straight-up tiebreaker over one of their top competitors, the only competitor, because the, the other competitor is Philadelphia, and if you win the division, you obviously take care of them. So to win this game on Sunday, to, to continue steam in the NFC East on Thursday. It could. I mean, I don't mean to be dramatic, but it is going to dramatically swing the pendulum one way or the other on this Cowboys
5: How important is it the Cowboys get Ezekiel Elliott back this week, or at least by Thanksgiving night?
13: You know, um, I, I certainly think that Zeke's absence um, was exaggerated just a little bit. I I don't know that, you know, last week's game against Green Bay is is any different if he's in there. Um, And I mean that with all due respect to Zeke, but but they clearly are going to need to run the ball themselves. right? That's what we talked about. It's kind of a a day and age, a league right now in this current moment where we're small ball, you know, loses. And so how do you beat small ball? You need that dude in the paint and and that dude is is Zeke Elliott. And so um, the the Cowboys are in a position that they haven't been in a very long time uh, where he is, you know, at, At Thanksgiving, without as many touches as he usually is, and so um, you got to like their odds. Um, You got to imagine that Zeke Elliott's, you know, going to help in the ground game significantly, and that Tony Pollard, with you know a little bit of rest and relaxation himself, with with giving up touches. I mean, they they have every opportunity with Zeke Elliott back to to kind of be that run first, run you know centric team. Um and, and that's the thing, like I'm I'm a fan of uh, throwing the ball and airing the ball out. I I I feel stupid advocating for running the ball. I feel like, you know, the mid nineties and like we're defying conventional wisdom. But I don't know how you you fight against that right now. I mean, I was so upset that Cowboys didn't run the ball more in overtime. Tony Part averaged over five yards a carry, Malik Davis averaged seven yards a carry. If you're averaging six yards a carry between your two running backs, I don't never throw the ball. I mean run the ball all day long. Um so I think Zeke guy really helps in that capacity.
3: All right, well, what are we working on for, uh, for Blog of the Boys this week?
13: You know, this past week, uh, or a few days ago, I was fortunate to sit down with Trayvon Diggs, talk about a variety of things, including um, the underwear that sponsors him and his brother. Um, it's a very interesting story, uh, to say the least. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Um, so that interview is on our YouTube channel and on our podcast network as well. He talked about the importance of this week's game. I asked him what he had for lunch that day, guys, because it was 12.45. He said it wasn't lunchtime yet but that he had had Domino's pizza for breakfast. So um, if you want to follow the same this <laughs> diet, that's, that's the
3: step. Well, that's, 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 that's a guy after my own heart. I hope it was cold and out of the refrigerator, actually. Uh, so there you go. He
13: said he threw it in the air fryer. So, you know, that, that's what you got to do, apparently.
3: apparently. <laughs> Good stuff, as always. Hey, RJ, thanks so much. Uh, we appreciate your time. We'll talk to you again soon.
13: Thanks guys. Have a great weekend.
3: Have a great day. That is RJ and Chua. We're going to try to get RJ on Wednesday next week. Good idea. Right before the uh right before the Cowboys and the Giants next week. So uh, hopefully, we're talking about a Cowboy win over the Vikings, and uh, this team is back on track. 745, this is game time, and we are uh, presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend of the car business. And we are brought to you by our good friends over at Morrison's Gifts. You know, everyone knows that Black Friday's coming up, well, a week from tomorrow, in fact. Uh, but uh, at Morrison's Gifts, uh, they want to give you the uh, the Holiday Shopper a a break. They want to give you an advantage. That's right. Uh, start now and enjoy black Friday pricing on select items, uh, throughout uh, Christmas brands like John Hart, Consuela and times candles. You know, at Morrison's you'll find home decor, gourmet items, bath and body items, uh, baby items, and of course, Christmas decor. So check it out at, uh, at Morrison's gifts and let them build you a perfect gift basket. They can do that. And, uh, they they'll then wrap it for you if they need to, and then they'll deliver it for you. Uh, I mean, they'll take care of it all right there at Morrison's Gifts. Now, where are they located? Well, they're located uh, at uh, at the corner of Valley Mills Drive and Waco Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli in that shopping center. You can go by there and and uh, maybe you know, you can grab some lunch if you want, and then uh, and then do a little uh, do a little Christmas shopping right there at Morrison's Gifts. And boy, you you're going to walk out of there going, okay. First of all. Uh, I didn't have to do a whole lot. They did most of the work. And secondly, I got a great deal on a great gift. And uh, and I'm in, I'm in business now. So do that today. Morrison's Gifts. Again, they're at the corner of Valley Mills Drive and uh, and and Waco Drive. They're right next to Jason's Deli. You can check them out today.
2: Recently
0: on the John Moore Show.
2: That is uh, Toby Rowland, the longtime uh, voice of the Oklahoma Sooners. Football, basketball, baseball. Uh, I'll give you guys a little insight out there. When J-Mo saw that it was on ESPN+, Plus, he got very excited because that's what us radio guys do. That's because right. Because we know we're going to have way more <laughs> listening. <laughs> You're exactly way right. That's right. Uh,
0: Tune in to the Voice of the Bears weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. here on ESPN Central
10: Texas when you need to build a fence on your farm or ranch whether it's an 8 foot game fence for your deer or exotic animals or any type of livestock Aim High Fence is the one to call they're a turnkey operation to include custom entryways and gates, high rail fence working pens and water gaps with over 50 years of combined experience you can count on them for a quality fence owner Craig Davidson is a 1983 Crawford graduate and an 82nd Airborne veteran so give him a call for a free estimate at 254-981-3595 AimHighFence.com or look him up on Facebook sports fans, Old Chicago Pizza and Room is the best place in Waco to watch all
0: the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas, and tossed wings, and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago.
2: Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Keep up with the University Trojans on ESPN Central Texas.
10: Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch and land experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bins Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility and value. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bins Realty. Learn more at uctwinbinsrealty.com. .com.
5: The next time you need to rent or buy heavy equipment, remember West Rentals. At West Rentals, you'll find scissor lift, ditch witch, Skytrack, storage crates, skid steers, backhoe, power washer, jackhammer, jumping jack, and concrete trowels. Their goal is to meet all your needs, from small jobs to large contracts. Locally owned and operated, West Rentals, 226 West Oak Street in West, and at westrental.net. Howdy, Chet Garner here, professional guide,
10: searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot, unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor bears. If you're a bear enthusiast, or even a bear yourself,
2: join me and let's find some bears in the wild.
8: Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni.
0: Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service in Robinson and good feet in the Central Texas Marketplace.
3: All right, 7.51, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Bears and the Frogs coming up. On Saturday, our coverage begins at 7 a.m with the kickoff just after 11 o'clock and, and um, this is a uh, this is a TCU team that's going to have a couple of local kids that play significant roles on this team. Ward, you uh, you had the, the great opportunity to watch Quentin Johnston play uh, down in Temple, and he is having a tremendous career and a tremendous year for the Frogs this year.
5: Well, and Jared Wiley was his quarterback mm-hmm. at Temple at the same time. And so they both came out the same year. Uh had a very very good run as the uh you know quarterback and wide receiver for the Temple Wildcats. Of course Jared went to Texas for first part of his career and this year he's transferred TCU and he's been a big part of this offense as a as a very good tight end, not only in the receiving game, but in the blocking game as well. And Quentin Johnson is just outstanding last I saw he was projected in the top eight in the NFL draft and so he keeps making the case for him and you know last week he was a little banged up against Texas but he was able to to make a couple of plays uh got that first down and then I don't know what happened uh just complete blown coverage on the touchdown pass that he found in the end zone that uh, the closest white jersey was or Texas jersey was for me to Dustin in the other studio, I mean it was complete with busted coverage, but nonetheless, Quentin Johnson's been just an absolute monster at his career at TCU, and the thing about both of those guys is is how how big they are. I mean, physically, mm-hmm. uh, and and Quentin Johnson has gotten gotten to be a physical receiver that'll go after that fifty fifty ball, and you know that was something about his game going into college that, you know, we've said that, hey, he'll have to get just a little more physical. Well, he's gotten a lot more physical, and he's going to be a threat on Saturday. And, and, you know, that's one of the things I'm sure that, you know, Coach Aranda is going to look at from the defensive standpoint. We've got to figure out how to not let the tight end, you know, be a problem for us in the passing game. And somehow we've got to take number one out of the equation. And I, I, I don't know if you completely shut Quentin Johnston down, but you you better find a way to account for him in a big way because he will make a big play if the opportunity arises.
3: Make no mistake, Quentin Johnson has got Dave Aranda, Ron Robertson, that entire defensive staff's attention. Here's Dave Aranda on Quentin Johnson. He's a great player. Yeah, I think um, length, speed,
2: um, ball skills he's um he's someone you have to know where he's at i think if they see, see if they see single coverage they're gonna test it um he has the ability to change a game and so i think he's he's um one of the better receivers in our league
3: He just said if you see single coverage they're going to go after you mm hmm did he just send a message that they're not going to play man to man, or is he kind of hiding that conversation? Yeah, do, do I don't you know. Zone him. I mean, do you zone or do you do you do you double? I mean, what do you do with a guy that that could that could take over a game? Well, I mean,
5: if if you're going to have the opportunity to go man to man, you you better you better be sure that you're capable of at least going stride for stride with him. And have that opportunity because he's so good at the 50-50 ball. He's so big and so physical. The other thing about it, if you're going to roll the dice there, you better find a way to get home. And what I mean is you better make Max Duggan very, very uncomfortable back there throwing the football. You can get away with man coverage if you can do that. If you can't do that, he is going to eat your lunch all day long. So you you may have to double up and go, go to some shell coverage or go to do some cover two. Uh, and maybe even it's it's a cover three situation depending on down and distance, but uh, certainly a cover two is is something that you might have to look at.
3: And, and obviously Baylor is at their best when they're able to do that. Go back to the Tech game a, a few weeks ago. When they were able to get home and get that pressure, they were able to do things on the back end that they hadn't done much all year, mm-hmm. and that's go get the football. That's right. Uh, so they, they've they got to be able to go and, and put pressure on, on – Duggan, who's having a, a great year. And, you know, what about that kid? Hey, we want you. We don't want you. We want you. We don't. I mean, you know. Well, and, and all he's done is play well. And, and
5: go back and look at the film from Texas last week. They got home against Max Duggan. and made mm-hmm. some things very hard on him. You know, other than that pass where Quentin Johnston I had to be, again, blown coverage, something happened there. But, you know, other than that, you know, Duggan w- was pretty much on his backside several times. I mean – the Texas defense got to him, found a way to get home, and made him very uncomfortable at times in that football game. Now, granted, TCU found a way to get it done, but, I mean, that's that's the recipe that you have to use against this Horn Frog offense.
3: Which has been their model all year. They just find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's coming up Saturday. It's the Bears at TCU, and again, we'll have uh, our, uh, our coverage beginning at 7 a.m. right here on ESPN Central Texas. What is the matchup for you in this one? I think it's. I think it's Baylor's offensive unit has got to be able to keep keep the ball moving. You know, look they they weren't very productive at all offensively last week. They they got to get back to that that Texas Tech that Oklahoma uh, type where they were controlling the line of scrimmage, controlling time of possession, moving the football, moving the sticks, and finishing in the end zone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did that on the road at Tech. They did that on the road at Oklahoma. They didn't come close to doing that, except for one time, uh, at home. And they threw the pick on that first possession, and it just seemed to to, to get away from them. Uh, and you know, obviously on on defense, it's like you said, put pressure on the quarterback and get off the field. They got it, you know, and give that ball back to the offense. But they've got to play the top game that they've played. When they were winning football games, and that is ball control. And look, I know it's not sexy, but who cares? It's it's winning football. You know, I know you heard R.J. Hill in our last segment time. Well, I love to throw the football. You, know, sorry. I mean, if you can, if you can, if your offensive line can can win the line of scrimmage, and you can average four, five, six yards a carry, why in the world would you? Would you get away from that when you're controlling the football and controlling the line of scrimmage and frustrating the other team because they're standing there watching? Right. And, and I think
5: that they're gonna have to find a way to run the football. And is gonna sell out against the run. Mm-hmm. Make you they're gonna make Shape and beat them. What's the they're, just, they're, you know, they're gonna make Blake shape and, shape and beat them because they don't believe he can. And they're gonna sell out against the run. You better find a way to open that up and and be able to Get them out of the box and run the football. And if they can, they can be very successful.
3: But you know as well as I do, if you you got to throw the football when you want to throw the football, not when you have to throw. When everybody in the stadium knows you're well, going to throw it, the football, it, it, that's it, that's not a formula for winning football. Well, no. But here's the deal: you just got to take what the defense gives you. If they're going
5: to give you the throw, then you throw it all day long until they back up and and then you know all of a sudden you look and the box is wide open. Then you run the football. It, I mean, it's just it's simple. It, it's not a hard game. It's absolutely not a hard game. Take what the defense gives you. Now, can you execute it all the time? No, you can't because you may be out athleted. But if you'll just do that, and you're right, open up the game and and you know take a couple of shots downfield.
3: Whether you hit them or not is right. not the important and thing. And that's what I was about to say. Throw that ball to Monterey Baldwin on the fly pattern. And just just open Send it. Send the up. message. Yes. Send the you message. You don't have to
5: connect. You yeah. just you you have to let them know. Hey, we're not afraid to do this. So, you better back up
3: out of the box just a little bit. And then you in, in hope Ben Sims, the tight end, goes out and catches 10 or 12 balls for you. Yeah, <laughs> so, that wouldn't be bad. So, there you go. All right, 759. John Morris has got today's Baylor Sports Beat program.
8: It's time now for today's Baylor Sports Beat, your daily dose of green and gold. Now, here's the voice of the Bears.
2: Right, everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor volleyball wins on the floor in the Farrell Center. We'll give you details, plus a big weekend ahead for Baylor men's and women's basketball. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat.
6: The Black Friday
3: sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels. Save big on our great selection of new cars and trucks like the new 2022 Ram Trucks. These legendary award-winning trucks are designed to be
2: durable, functional, and stylish. Ram Trucks give you that first-class feel with luxurious leather-trim
9: seating options, exceptional legroom, and storage. If we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can order it today. Shop an award-winning dealership with award-winning product. Allen Samuels
12: in Waco, the place to shop Ram Trucks.
2: Light the tower,
8: Follow Baylor Volleyball all season on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Baylor-VBall.
7: An important update: Baylor Athletics Group Experiences are back. Fans can now purchase exclusive experiences on the Baylor Sports app for an elite in-venue experience at select Baylor athletic events. Baylor football experiences include on-field photo sideline access during warmups, tunnel access during the team runout, and an in-game radio booth experience with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. There is limited availability, so purchase your experience today through the Baylor Sports app to earn your one-of-a-kind game day experience before it's too late.
8: Now back to today's Baylor sports beat here again is the voice John Morris
2: and welcome back Baylor volleyball number 15 in the nation one on the floor in the Farrell Center last night 3-1 over Iowa State Baylor sits alone in second place in the Big 12 standings behind only Texas. And they'll play in Austin against the Longhorns Saturday evening at 7. Baylor closes the regular season Saturday week at home against Kansas State. It's a big weekend ahead for Baylor men's and women's basketball. The women hosting Maryland Sunday afternoon at 2 in the Farrell Center. The men headed to Las Vegas where they'll play in the Continental Tire main event beginning on Friday. Baylor, number five in the nation, plays number sixteen Virginia Friday afternoon. Head coach Scott Drew likes the uptick in schedule for the Bears.
12: Well, I think it's a, a great weekend for all of us uh, because we're all going to walk out with uh, uh, no bad losses, um, nothing but quality win opportunities, and uh, each coach and each team will figure out what they need to do to compete against uh, uh, top twenty-five programs and. Uh the goal is always to play in March, win in March, and these kind of games give you that opportunity and then uh, also prepare you for when you're in that situation, if you're blessed to be.
2: Scott Drew and the Bears, number five in the nation, will play two ranked teams over the weekend in Las Vegas, beginning with Virginia on Friday at 6 p.m. Central Time. The broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas then on Sunday, they'll play either Illinois or UCLA. And that's today's Baylor beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris.
0: From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
3: All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time, your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And the uh, sports director at KXXV Channel 25, Jack Allen, joins us this morning. Jack, good morning. We appreciate your time. Hey, a busy, another busy weekend in sports uh, for the guys over at Channel 25. Talk a little bit about what you guys got going on this weekend. I know that, that there's plenty to do. Hey, Tom, yeah, you know,
14: it's, it's crazy. Week two of the high school football class this year. I think we're the only ones that still have a full high school football show on Friday. So that's the big thing that we're gearing up for. I think we're planning to cover 12, 13 high school football games over the next couple of days. Um, and so, you know, as, as these playoff games get deeper, they start getting a little bit further and further away from Waco. So we're we're planning to put a few miles on the cars uh, over the next couple of days and, and that, that's the big focus of what we've got going. And then, of course, you know, you got big game kickoff on Saturday with uh, that big Baylor
11: game. UMHB
14: has a playoff game, so yeah, we're we're gearing up for a busy next couple of days around here.
5: Speaking of big games coming up, uh, what are some? What is the biggest game for you in high school football in week number two?
14: Uh, the one that I- I'm really looking forward to uh, watching, there's a lot of good games down in 2A Division One that I'm really looking forward to from a high school standpoint. Um, Crawford has got a tough matchup with Coleman. Marlin has a tough matchup tonight with Toller that I'm going to be out at. And then Axel is a good story. They won their first playoff game since 2012 last week. They have the chance to go uh to the third round against the Hamilton team. So you kinda of have a local versus localist, you know, which isn't something that we normally get to see. And then also Harker Heights uh won their first playoff game since two thousand two. They play Roy City in Waco ISD Stadium. That's gonna be our game of the week this week. I was talking to Jerry Edwards down there yesterday. And he's just he's over the moon to get over that get over the hump and finally get that playoff win. They're kind of poised for a deep run there at Rides.
3: Hey, real quick, we'll talk college football in just a minute. Give me a couple of teams that you really think have have a great opportunity to get to AT and T Stadium from around Central Texas.
14: Uh, I think the conversation, as always, kind of starts and ends with Mart. Mart is going to be a perennial power. They've got a pretty easy road, it looks like, to the state semis. Then they'll play against a team like a Chilton or a Burton who are local and local-ish teams, uh, and whoever wins that game uh, will, will go. And so, you know, Martin has got a history of success. They've shown that they can do it. They're really good again this year. So I think if you're if you're sitting there and you want the closest thing to taking a pen and circling it in, it's probably Mart right now. But then China Spring has looked dominant. Uh, of course, they've got to beat Stephenville again to get through uh, to to a state championship, which which will always be tough. But they've got a, a an interesting matchup with Coston this week. But that, I think they should be pretty heavy favorites there. And then um, you know Crawford and Marlin will always be contenders there into a division one. So I'd be interested to see how they uh, play out. And then, you know, I touch on it. Harker Heights, they've got a good route at least for the regional final. And once they get there, you know, anything can happen. They'll have to get through DeSoto more than likely. But I like the way that team is playing defensively, offensively, they're kind of rounding into shape. So if you're looking for kind of a under the radar team to make it, um, I think they could be. And then finally, in 1A, Abbott has just dominated everybody all year in that six-man football game. Um, And so I'm excited to see them continue to roll through the playoffs.
5: UMSB on Saturday will start their path for the first Crusader football team to go back-to-back national champions and taking on Huntington. What does the path look like for the Crusaders and the opportunity for them to be that first team for the Crusaders?
14: It is a very tough road ahead. It's interesting. You look at their region, and all but one team are ranked in the top twenty-five. You know, they've got three or four ranked in the top ten. Um, it's not going to be an easy path by any means. You know, be actually isn't even the top seed in that region. Which you know, I was talking to we were talking to Coach Harmon the other day, and I asked him, I was like. Do you feel like there's a chip on your shoulder because of that? And he said, you know, I don't think that the players feel that, that they feel like they've been slighted in any way with Trinity getting that top seed in their region. He said the coaches, do the coaches feel like there was some region manipulation and some things that kind of didn't go their way uh, in the bracket selection? But then he went on to say, he said, but – we have a lot of confidence because I don't think anybody else has as many national champions on their team as we do, which was a flex as I'm sitting there in the press conference on Monday. I'm like, man, Coach Harmon, you know, laying it down. He said, you know, we've got we we've done that, we've got the guys that, that, that know how to get it done at this time of the year, and so even though they have that really tough tough slate ahead of them, um, they they're fully confident they can get the job
3: done. Talk a little Baylor TCU, uh, w- when you look at this matchup with the Frogs at 10-0 coming to town, uh, what does Baylor have to do, and where do they? what's the most critical thing that the Bears have got to get done to be successful?
14: I think it comes down to establishing the line of scrimmage, particularly on offense. Um, I think when you look at when the Bears have had success, it's been when, whenever they've been able to run the ball consistently because what happens then is we've noticed that whenever baylor has to start chasing a game whenever they start when they fall behind um, when they haven't been able to establish dominance in the run game blake sheep tends. that's when he tends to start pushing it we saw it this past saturday is that as the game started to unfold, he started to force things. He started to get off on his footwork, like Terranda said during his presser this week. Um, I think that once Baylor starts to fall behind, that offense starts to get a little on edge and starts to starts push. And So if Baylor can get out to a, a quick start not let things get out of hand from the beginning, and they can start to establish and control the line of scrimmage and control the time of possession through the running game, I think that puts them in a position to be in a game in the fourth quarter. And you and I both know that in a game like this, in a rivalry game like this, uh, if you can be in it in the fourth quarter, things happen. And so for Baylor, I think that's where it, where it starts, is if they can establish themselves on the line of scrimmage offensively, they can control the ball and keep the ball out of TCU's hands. And once you do that, who knows what can happen.
5: Is it imperative that they get the passing game going in this game just to open up the running game?
14: Um, I think, I mean, obviously you want a bit of both. I think in this case it's going to have to be, I think the offensive line is going to have to have a certain edge that they didn't have this past week to be able to establish that. Obviously, if you start throwing the ball over the yard, it's going to make TCU open up and respect you. Um, And so you're never going to say no to a good passing game. But I, I think this could be an example of where the running game, if you can establish it, will open up the passing game. Uh, rather than the other
3: way around. Visiting with Jack Allen from KXXV Channel Twenty Five, Jack, uh, as as you as you look at the uh, as you look at this this Baylor football team, and again, it's it's really been hard to kind of put your thumb on this team and figure them out. But I, we were talking about earlier this week. How would you view this football team if this team finished at eight and four as opposed to six and six?
14: Well, I think you look at eight and four is a success. I think that we may have come into the year with a little bit too high uh, of expectations for this team. I think there were a lot of questions that we swept under the rug because they were the reigning big 12 champions. They had won a sugar bowl. Dave Miranda was the, the hot commodity. and I think the idea was if there are problems, Oh, they'll get fixed in a hurry. And um, You know, this, The fact of the matter is that there are issues, and there were issues of youth and inexperience and all that stuff that we were willing to gloss over because we kind of had those, you know, Big 12 championship tinted glasses. That being said, a six and six season, I don't think you can see it as anything other than a disappointment. Um, If you come into the year as a Big 12 favorite uh, to finish 500, you can't categorize that as a as a success by any means. So this weekend, you know, if you can get a win over a top four team, especially with it being TCU and the fact that you have all of that rivalry and the way that they kind of shut things down for Baylor last season, I think that a win this weekend goes a long way towards categorizing this as a success because you have a win that you can turn to and say, hey, look at this one.
3: All right, uh, let's uh, change gears real quick. Uh, final thought for you: basketball. Uh, Nikki Collins' team playing Maryland on Sunday. Uh, Baylor men headed out to Vegas, where they will play some top twenty-five opponents. As this thing really starts to heat up a little bit on the on the hardwoods.
14: Tom, it's not time for basketball yet. Let me tell you, I'm not ready. <laughs> we had that first game the other day, and I was like, oh, no, those things are picking up in a hurry. You know, we're at that weird point where everything starts to kind of slide on the schedule. Um, but, no, it's going to be it's gonna be a great weekend for, for Baylor sports all around. Um, you know, basketball, I think, finally is going to get pushed in a way that they haven't in their first few games, uh, all respect to Mississippi Valley State, but they aren't Virginia, they aren't Illinois, they aren't UCLA, and so I'm very interested to see how um, Baylor competes in the paint against teams like that. I think that you know, obviously when you look at the team, the guard play is there. There was one point um, I was laughing, they took a free throw. I think Flo was at the line and Keontae and Dale Bonner were down in the block trying to rebound. And I thought to myself, I said, this can work against these guys. But once we get into Big 12 play, I don't know how well those guys will stand up at the at the floor, you know, trying to, to defend against big guys down low. And so I'm very interested to see how they can compete against a top 25 caliber opponent. And then for the women, the question is, you know, can they piece together enough to get it done. They're so injury-riddled. They had another one uh, with Asia Blackwell going down. You know, it's just it's hard to, to see them piecing it together right now as they deal with so many injuries on top of each other. And so if they can put it together and, and compete and get a win against a, a good Maryland team despite all those injuries, I think you start looking at it and going, okay, this team is for real – you know, and they could be a big contender down the line, but even if they don't necessarily win this week, if they can compete, I think that's a good time going forward just because of how injury-riddled they really are at this
3: point. Busy time of the year. It's a lot of fun, though. Jack, hey, man, we appreciate your time as always. Hey, I love it. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. That's Jack Allen, the Sports Director over at Channel 25. KXXV, your abc affiliate eight we're 17 after 8 o'clock this is game time presented by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep ram fiat your friend in the car business and we're right back with more of the program in just a moment
6: the baylor coaches show this Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Join us Wednesday, not live from
2: Rudy's, but here on ESPN Central Texas. And here from head track and field coach Michael Ford and head football coach Dave Aranda.
6: Tune in to the Baylor Coaches Show. Wednesdays at 7 this fall. Here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. ESPN Central Texas. <laughs>
2: TFNB, your bank for life, supports Central Texas football. Find out why more Central Texas are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking and savings accounts to earn interest or cash back. With five convenient locations and an award-winning mobile app, banking has never been easier. TFNB, your bank for life. Remember FDIC.
5: Locally owned and operated, Automatic Chef Canteen is Central Texas' premier breakroom vending service provider. For over 50 years, Central Texas companies have relied on Automatic Chef Canteen for all their breakroom supplies. They offer micro markets, office coffee and tea service, breakfast, lunch and dinner products, touchless vending, cashless payments and innovative technology. Let Automatic Chef Canteen design a breakroom that fits your needs. 6900 Imperial Drive in Waco and at AutomaticChefCanteen.com
0: Your first word in sports. Game time. Weekdays 7 to 9 on ESPN Central Texas. Football is back in full swing.
6: And Specs is here to get you geared up for game day. Shop lower prices on all your favorites and expand your lineup with a huge selection of world class wines, spirits, beers, and gourmet foods. Specs has been fueling Texas
2: tailgates since 1962 as the one stop shop for gridiron greatness.
10: When it comes to fantastic football feasts, it's down, set, Specs. The fun starts here.
9: There are several big games this week in college football, including. Georgia versus Kentucky, Illinois versus Michigan, TCU versus Baylor, USC versus UCLA, Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma. Raise the bar on your next tailgate with Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. The fun starts here.
11: Hi Central Texas, this is Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors. I've built a successful real estate career based on exceptional customer service with referrals from friends, family, and clients like you. I've been a licensed realtor in Texas for 20 years, and I'm grateful to be an annual platinum producer. I'm in my favorite season of life right now, raising three teens and soaking up every single second of Friday Night Football. Let me, Kyla Dietrich with Kelly Realtors, help you find your journey home. Call 254-749-6069.
0: It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and ASCO Equipment in Belton.
3: All right, say 22 This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We welcome Stephanie into the program. <laughs> Stephanie from Sales. Stephanie, you just mentioned to, to Ward during the break that You were hoping for rain and a thunderstorm and tornadoes and stuff?
15: I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I did not say that. I said I was hoping for, on Thanksgiving Day, that it's chilly and rainy and cloudy outside so that I can just chill by the fireplace.
3: Well, you know, you can do that without it raining.
15: Well, it's more fun on Thanksgiving Day when it's raining. I mean, I think last year on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day, it was like 102 degrees or something. Like know. the sun was out. I don't so. or 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 more, <laughs> or more. <laughs> no, so that's what I was saying. Oh, okay. It would be a nice Thanksgiving if it was like but that. But with
3: people traveling and going places, rain's not a good thing.
15: That's why you stay home. Stay home. Well, there's a lot of not people everybody that can
3: like. stay home. A lot for of Thanksgiving. A, a lot of folks are like me. They like to go be with other people and family. <laughs> and where are y'all at? I
15: like to be with other people sometimes. I'm just saying, you know, it doesn't have to be thunderstorm and tornado, but just like, but if you're going to have
5: a family get together, yes, what are you going to do at Zoom?
15: Hey, we all had to do that one year, I think, during COVID. Remember? No, Um, I don't. No,
3: (laughs) I didn't. It was recommended, and I said, no, thank you. No, thank you. I'm
15: going to keep going on my life. But anyway, anyway. all
3: right, what do you got for us?
15: Well, so on December 3rd coming up, at the Big Ten tailgate party, there is going to be a shrimp eating contest. It is called the St. Elmo Shrimp Eating Contest. St. Elmo. St. Elmo. So St. Elmo's fire. fire. Oh, I said that. I <laughs> he said,
3: said that,
1: that yesterday. yesterday.
15: It's it's a movie, but there's a steakhouse in Indianapolis. How do you say Indianapolis? Indianapolis. Try to say that word five times straight fast. Why are you looking at me like that? I just. All right. So- amazed. Yes, Indianapolis, Indiana, there's a restaurant called St. Elmo's Steakhouse. They, that's where they
3: filmed the movie. For real?
15: I thought they filmed it like in... For real. Okay.
3: I thought it was in the Netherlands.
15: No, <laughs> I know it wasn't there because that's way far away. Or
7: Nova Scotia.
15: <laughs> oh, oh, Ryan. Pipe down Ryan's on me today. Ooh. What in the heck? Anyways, they have a cocktail sauce for your shrimp Mm -hmm. that is spicy horseradish and it they said it'll give you a head rush now if you enter this shrimp eating contest you have to dip it into the cocktail sauce so you can enter here's the thing famous world champion ranked eater in the world is joey chestnut i think he's the guy that just won the hot dog guy he's the hot dog yes so he eats in this too like he participates Last year, he ate 18 pounds of shrimp.
3: Oh, good (laughs) gracious.
15: How many pieces of shrimp is in a pound, number one? How many pieces of shrimp is in 18?
5: Depending on how big the shrimp are.
15: Oh, you'd have to weigh it, I guess, right?
3: That'd be an
5: idea.
15: Well, how heavy
3: is 18 pounds?
15: 18 pounds. (laughs) He can't get me this morning. And so, uh, yeah, so he... Plans on winning again this year, so we're gonna have to stay tuned to see, you know, if he wins it. Now, if he wins, he gets fifteen hundred dollars. Wow! That I think <laughs> if I had to eat eighteen pounds of shrimp, I'd be puking, and that would be the end of shrimp. Not sure. In my that that life
3: covered his his airfare and hotel.
15: Maybe he no. lives near there. Look, he just won the hot dog thing, and that was on ESPN. So yeah. the
5: hot dog thing.
15: Well, the eating thing.
5: How about Nathan's world champion hot dog eating contest? That's
15: it. That's it. I like Nathan's hot dogs, by the way. Not to spoil it. Don't go do off on, on another boardwalk? subject. Boardwalk. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. On Coney Island or something. Is that what you're talking about? The boardwalk. In New York? <laughs> <laughs> the boardwalk in New York? Is if you'd like, talking?
5: you can go to St. Elmo Steakhouse and buy. The cocktail sauce that's very spicy for eight dollars and ninety five cents for, <laughs> for what? Three ounces? Mm, that would be eight ounces. Eight ounces. Ah,
15: how big is eight ounces? Eight ounces. <laughs> is it like a small jar, big jar?
5: It's just like
15: a. It's eight ounces. <laughs> that seems like a lot of money for eight ounces. Hey, if you go eat there, they got a steak there for like ninety eight dollars. Nah. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that's kind of cool. Have a, go eat some shrimp. Crumpy old fan says,
3: St. Elmo's fire was shot at the University of Maryland less than 100 miles from Washington, D.C., which is more than 100 miles from Washington State. <laughs> <laughs> or
15: more. <laughs> that's funny. That's it is. funny. That's a good Anyways, one. that's all I got. Eating contest. It's a thing.
7: It's a thing. Shri- have- shrimp sisses.
15: Shrimp Okay. Shrimp, shrimp, shrimps. Anyways, let's have an eating contest on Thursday. We can all call each other next Thursday. Wait, because today's Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday for Thanksgiving.
3: No, I'm busy.
15: We could just be like,
3: no, I'm busy. How many busy. pieces of
15: pie did you eat?
3: No, I'm busy next Thursday.
15: Oh, but hey, one more thing. You have to eat, as- it's eight minutes. You get eight minutes to eat that much shrimp.
3: You know, we used to do a uh, a wing eating contest here. Yeah, and, but and we gave you 16 minutes and 60 seconds to complete the task.
15: And it's probably the hottest wing like that habanero stuff.
3: No, 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 it was it was without anything. It was just a wing just eating a wing. contest, yeah. And you had 16 minutes and 60 seconds. Oof. Which is how long?
15: 16 minutes and 18 seconds. No,
3: 16 minutes and 60 seconds. So how long would that, that be? That would
15: be 17 minutes.
3: Bingo. But Hello. why did, So why did we say 16 minutes and 60 seconds?
15: Because it's sixteen sixty a.m. Hey, Bam, what? ESPN Central yeah. Texas. But we Aww. did,
3: we did it for several years. Several years. It was fun.
15: Let's do it again. We
3: did it around the around the Super Bowl.
15: Hey, let's do it. I'm
3: I'm absolutely down.
15: I'll I'll work on it. You in, Ward? No. Okay. No, well, he, no we, had, I'll we, officiate. we had we had we had competitors
3: that that I mean people no. would sign up and we had prizes and I'll all kinds so, of fun. I'll stuff. put
15: something together for our listeners to come out and.
3: And slam down 16 minutes and 60 seconds worth of wings.
15: I go talk to Buffalo Wild Wings. There you go. Let's do it. All, All
3: right. right, 829. We're right back with more in just a moment.
0: Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. This is a highly listened to program. Matt Mosley, asking the tough questions. Is Barry Gibb a BG? Aaron, are you with me? Matt Mosley, giving the hottest takes.
10: I love a good heifer show, and I like a turkey and broiler show. I'll put a little pimento cheese on there, and that takes it to another level.
0: The Matt Mosley Show. You guys might have recognized my voice there. Weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central
6: Texas. Citizens State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney.
8: If you are one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you are looking for a bank where you are more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com
6: Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all of the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success.
8: Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus, cat lion trojan or wildcat know that citizen state bank supports and appreciates your hard work
6: member fdic and equal housing lender
8: are you
15: tired of the same old boring pizza well it's time to step it up and head on over to village pizzeria and gelato bar in union hall off franklin avenue in downtown waco This pizza is a handcrafted cuisine from the Castillo family, serving the fine food since the 1930s. Order by the slice or a whole pie or try Castillo spaghetti and meatballs. Top your meal off with Italian gelato with many flavors to choose from. Village Pizzeria and Gelato Bar in Union Hall, Waco. Stop by or check them out at VillagePizzeria.com.
10: ESPN Central Texas is
0: 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Veterans, if you can hear my voice, you're close enough to come see me this month at Harley-Davidson of Waco. I have an incredible offer for all active duty
12: and retired military personnel. With the purchase of any brand new Harley-Davidson model, receive $1,000 with their free accessories or an in-store $1,000
0: gift card to spend as you choose. I'm paying way too much money for trade-ins, and I have a huge selection of certified pre-owned Harleys as well. So come see me this month at Harley-Davidson of Waco. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
12: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. The Marlin Bulldogs are in Fort Worth tonight to take on Toler in the 2A Division I area playoffs. Also tonight, Whitney goes up against Pottsboro in Mesquite, while Franklin tangles with Anahuac in Waller. There's a 40% chance for snow when Green Bay hosts Tennessee tonight to start week 11 of the NFL season. The Cowboys will be in Minnesota Sunday afternoon while the Texans will host Washington at noon on Sunday. Astros pitcher Justin Verlander has been named the American League Cy Young Award winner for the third time in his career. Sandy Alcantara of the Miami Marlins took the National League Cy Young Award. Both pitchers were the unanimous choice of the voters. The first time that's happened since 1968 when Bob Gibson and Denny McLean were the winners.
0: Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune-Herald
3: on ESPN Central Texas, eight thirty four. As we continue here on a Thursday morning, and we do welcome into the program Bryce Cherry. Bryce, this is a, this is a cool time of the year. You got uh, football heading down the backstretch. Playoff starting at the high school level. You got uh, very meaningful college football games. Pros are at the, about the halfway point, and then basketball is is gearing up and and uh, this weekend in particular it's going to be a fun weekend there's a lot to a lot to see a lot to do and a lot to cover
1: no no doubt no doubt uh cool is one word <laughs> exhausting is another hectic uh, but cer- certainly uh you know if you're a fan you have no shortage of options that's for sure
3: Let, let's start we're gonna start let's start with basketball uh Baylor men in a in a tournament in in Vegas that's you know that's against uh all, all four teams there are top 25 uh, basketball teams. Baylor women hosting Maryland on Sunday. And, and Nikki's team nicked up going into uh, into this early portion of the season.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, they've, they've already been dealing with some injuries. And then the other night uh, they have Asia Blackwell go down in the, in the first quarter. And Asia, you know, is a player that uh, they're counting on to be kind of a go-to player. I mean, you know. A, a Nikki said from, you know, even before the season started that she planned to kind of run the offense through her and through Sarah Andrews, uh, predominantly, you know, as the one, two options and, and Asia, you know, was, was a 20 point scorer coming into the night and, uh, you know, big time rebounder and, uh, it did not look good. I do not know until later today, we, maybe will get an update, but, you know, what the status is on, on Asia, but, uh, you know, obviously you hope for the best, but it it certainly didn't look good because she was holding that knee and that always is kind of scary.
5: Men have a tournament this weekend for the bears and how important is it for them just to continue to learn each other on the floor right now?
14: Yeah. I
1: mean, that's part of the early, early season. Uh, you know, especially when you have new players and you're, you're trying to figure things out. Uh, I'm sure they're excited about Keontae George and what he brings. Obviously that guy is just a talent, man. And he's, you know, I would say one and done this year. So enjoy him. Waco while you got him because uh, he's, he's special. Um, I've, I've already seen some people say that, you know, he's going to be Scott Drew's best NBA player that he's ever, ever had. And, um, so you know uh, that that's part of the early season is, is learning and finding out about your team and and challenging yourself against some um, some good teams, which it'll certainly do in Vegas this week.
3: Let's let's switch gears and, and talk some football. And and again, this is I, I'm I'm curious when I talk to everybody and and visit just because it's an individual thing. But what is your perception of this football team if they finish? Say six and six, or if they finish eight and four, going to the bowl game.
14: Uh,
1: I would say it doesn't change a lot uh, either way. Um, you know, I, they're a hard team to figure out. That <laughs> uh, you know, I, I wrote in my column last week that they're harder to read than Egyptian hieroglyphics. I mean, um, <clears throat> certainly going into that K State <laughs> game, I thought that. Baylor was playing about as well as anybody in the conference, including TCU. Uh, you, you've won three in a row. Two of those were on the road. And the way you were doing it was <clears throat> the ideal way to do it, which is, you know, run the ball, play good defense, create turnovers, all those kind of things that you want to do. Well, then they came out and just laid an egg against K-State. Now, I gave a lot of credit to K-State in that game just for for kind of doing everything Baylor was trying to do and doing it better. Uh, But at the same time, 31 to three, I mean, that's just, uh, you know, nobody really saw that coming. So, um, you know, I think this is, this is a little bit of a, you know, a crossroads for this team. I would say this weekend, because at the very least you want to make, this game competitive. I mean, you don't want to have, you don't want to go out and lay an egg at home two weeks in a row. I mean, uh, that was the first time. Well, it was only like the second time in the last, uh, I don't know, 15 years that Baylor hadn't scored a touchdown at, at, you know, in their home stadium. So, <clears throat> I mean, certainly you, you want to put out a better performance. Uh, but as far as big picture, I mean, um, you know, I, I think they're probably going to be out unless a lot of crazy things happen. They're out of the Big 12 championship race. So as far as winning winning two more games or winning one more game or winning zero games, all that matters is which bowl you go to.
5: High school football starting tonight uh, in round two. Marlon taking on Toler over in Crowley. Uh, what do you see in this matchup?
1: You know, it's a good one. Uh I I would not uh count the Marlon Bulldogs out. Obviously, um, you know, they've got a lot of talent. Um, you know, they went to the state semifinals last year, so you know, they're, they're kinda used to this stage. Uh Toller obviously playing well. Um, so Marlon's, you know, gotta have to gonna have to bring it. Um, but you know, Marlon can't Marlon played well last week. I say they played well. Uh, so DJ Ramirez was there for us last week and she said it was actually kind of sloppy, but Marlon, you know, ended up getting it together. Um so they're going to they're going to not, you know, need, they're going to need to not come out like they did last week and and you know, just play a clean game and and give themselves a chance, but uh I like it. To me it's one of the more, you know, enticing matchups of the week.
3: Is, is Crawford and, and Coleman one of the more intriguing games tomorrow night?
1: I, I, yeah, absolutely. That's one that uh, Chad Conine is, is covering. Uh, yeah. I mean, certainly I think it's top 10 game and um, the way Crawford has played all year, to me, they look like a team that, um, you know, is bound for Jerry world and, obviously you have to beat some good teams along the way to get there. And Colbin is one. So um, this will be a test of Crawford's defense because, you know, the the pirates have against, I would say lesser opponents. I mean, they pretty much pitch a shutout. Um, But, you know, obviously this, this is a team that should be able to score, you know, two or three touchdowns. So, you you know, you might find yourself actually in a competitive game and, and Crawford hasn't had a lot of those this year. So, you know, that, that can be a concern, uh, but, you know, you also want your team to be clicking at a high level, and I think Crawford is. So uh, I like the Pirates in this game, but but it, it's another one that, you know, I'll be keeping my eye on.
5: Parker Heights at Waco ISD tomorrow night. Can the Knights make a, a decent run in this playoff?
1: I don't know. I mean, uh, I do like their team. I saw him up close and personal against Midway and uh, you know, Sanford is, is unbelievable as a running back. He's got plenty of speed. Houston's getting a good guy there. And then the thing that's going to give Harker Heights a chance is that defense, because it's, you know, it may be one of the best they've ever had. Um, And so, you know, obviously I think that gives them, gives them a chance in any game, but, um, but I also think that th- that district with with Harker Heights and temple and everyone else um you know it's just it's not at the level of some of the other districts uh which obviously you saw in by district play with you know with walkxahatchi knocking off temple and and that kind of thing so uh you know i I just think as you go along the, those kind of teams are gonna get picked off.
3: Business with uh, Bryce Cherry, the uh, sports editor of the uh, of the Waco Tribune Herald. Bryce, when you uh, when you look at the Mart Panthers, and I, I really don't know how to say this, but we we tend to to ignore Mart because they're so dominant, and I, I guess they've earned our ignoring them as they've gone through through the uh, through the regular season. Uh, you know, we we tend not to pay a whole lot of attention until they hit playoff time. And then now look how dominant they are in, in post play. And and that's year in and year out.
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, I think we just count on Mark mm-hmm. being, you know, I mean, I think, I think we, we consider Mark like the sunrise. It's, it's going to, you know, it's going to come
14: up, you know,
1: I and mean, <laughs> it's going to be there at the end, uh, you know, so obviously Mark is, is a machine. I think, uh, you know, Mark, China Spring, Crawford, right now in in you know our area, looking like very very strong contenders to get to uh, to Jerry World, and again it's it's been familiar stuff in terms of you know they're they're uh, making big plays, they're playing unbelievable defense, but at the same time it's been a lot of new faces doing it at Martin and I think that's. Uh, what's really intriguing about this particular team, just because, you know, that group that graduated last year had been, you know, part of several runs in a row. And, and then, you know, they graduated, and it was a pretty big group that graduated. Mm-hmm. Guys that, you know, you had uh, gotten accustomed to see and make plays on Friday night. Well, now it's it's new guys. I mean, it's Jonah Ross and, and J.D. Bell. And, and so, you know, the, obviously they just, Uh, crank it out there in Mark and and reset and and start all over. The other thing that, you know, Kevin Hoffman has talked about, um, we wrote a story about it earlier in the season, but, um, you know, their offensive line and and D line, really, I guess, same kids pretty much, uh, among the best he's ever had. um, And that's playing a lot. I mean, obviously, Mark's had good line play. So you know, uh, if you're a Mart opponent, you
3: probably don't want to hear that. <laughs> Visiting with Bryce Cherry, the Waco Trib. Hey, one final thought for you. I'm going to take you back to uh, to the Big Twelve. When when you look at the conference in its totality, is this the just in just in its total uh, presentation? Where would you rank this? Is this in the top two, top three conferences in the country?
1: Man, it, I guess it. It uh goes to what you want in a conference. Um, do you want uh you know a league, I guess, like the SEC where you might could put I don't know, two teams in the in the C F P. You know, I've even seen where, you know, some scenarios where people were talking about LSU, Georgia and Tennessee all making it. Uh I mean that's that's ridiculous. That's crazy <laughs> stuff. Uh, but, or do you want like a competitive league that's kind of beaten up on each other? That's what you have in the big 12 this, this year. Um, so I, I think it's, it it is probably the second best this, you know, this year behind the SEC. Um, I mean, you could probably throw the big 10 into that mix too. It's, it's between those three. I think the ACC and the Pac-12 are kind of a a peg below. But, um, you know, what has been entertaining about it is just the parity this year and the fact that, you know, you got a lot of teams beating up on each other, and yet you still do have this undefeated team sitting there. And I think if you're just a fan of the league and a fan of maybe just a random team in the league, you kind of have to be rooting for TCU just, uh, you know, for the sake of the conference, uh, you know, to try to, to sh- try to get there. Um, it was interesting the other night uh, I, I noticed uh, one of those scrolls on the bottom of the screen on ESPN that gave TCU like a 30 something percent chance to make the CFP. And it, and it gave LSU or not LSU, Tennessee a uh, 60 something percent chance. And, I was a little like, wow, okay. And I, I was like, I guess they're expecting TCU to lose at some point, which could still happen. I mean, there's three more games uh, for TCU. But, uh, you know, I, if TCU is sitting there undefeated as a undefeated Big 12 Power 5 champion, there's no way you can leave them out. Absolutely no way.
3: I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, what do you got coming up uh, this weekend in, in the uh, Waco Tribune-Herald?
1: Obviously, uh, you know that we'll have plenty of coverage of uh, of Baylor and TCU. We'll have those high school games of all those ones we talked about, we're covering uh Baylor, like you mentioned, Baylor men are in Vegas, Baylor women are playing a big one against Maryland, first top twenty-five game of the year. And then uh if you haven't picked up the paper yet, today I would I would just give a plug. I, I got a chance to talk to Trevius Hodges Tomlinson. And I uh, did a feature story on him, the midway kid, who's tearing it up for TCU. He's doing great. I mean, he has been really throughout his career, uh, you know, two-time all-conference already and probably going to be a, a three-time, definitely will be a three-time all-conference guy and, and and an NFL player too.
3: As always, Bryce, it is a pleasure, man. We appreciate your time. Yep. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. That is uh, Bryce Cherry from the Waco Trib 849. We are presented by Alan Samuels. Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat where you can say big and I do mean big during the Black Friday sales event at Allen Samuel celebrating with an incredible line of the uh, new 2022 Jeep models like the Grand Cherokee, Grand Cherokee L, maybe maybe the Renegade or or Gladiator, maybe the the old Wrangler and the Wrangler 4XE, all those great vehicles. Jeep SUVs are known for their design, they're known for their technology and the Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. So check them out today. Check out the uh, the Ram trucks, check out all the great vehicles at Allen Samuel's Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat during the Black Friday sales event. They've also got a great selection of pre-owned vehicles and an award-winning service department you are going to love. Ted Teeg and his group do a tremendous job of taking care of you when you uh, when you arrive whether it's in the in, in whether you're looking to buy or looking to trade, looking to uh, looking for service, whatever whatever your needs are, they're going to take great care of you because it's neighbors taking care of neighbors. That's how they operate at Allen Samuels. They are at uh, 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84, and you can check them out uh, online at allensamuelsdcj.com. That's allensamuelsdcj.com. Allen Samuels. Your friend in the car business.
10: This is Dallas Cowboys football, 2022. Second down and goal at the one and a half. Only heard
2: here. Play action fake. Prescott's going to throw it in the end zone. All season. To Peyton Henderson on National Tight End Day. (laughs) Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings live from U.S. Bank Stadium on this
3: Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Cowboys-Vikings Sunday at 2 on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas.
9: At Kubota, we want to help you deliver a job done right. That's why we want you to know that new Kubota inventory is arriving daily at WC Tractor. You have work to do. We have the reliable, durable, and versatile Kubota lineup to help you do it. Visit WC Tractor today for all your Kubota equipment needs. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com or call us at 1-888-887-2286.
0: Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com.
8: At Metro by T-Mobile, you can save more now that you need it the most. Get one line of unlimited 5G for just $40, period. Taxes and fees included. That's the lowest price in prepaid. Plus, choose from the largest selection of free 5G phones from brands you love, like Samsung. Switch now and save more. Only at Metro. Metro. If congested, the fraction of users greater than 35 gigabytes per month may notice reduced speeds and Metro customers may notice reduced speeds versus T-Mobile due to prioritization. Video streams in SD requires eligible port in. See store for details.
0: game time is brought to you by alan samuels dodge chrysler g brand your friend in the car business
3: all right uh, eight fifty-five. that is going to do it for us here on the program don't forget coming up at three o'clock this afternoon it is john morris and uh, john will uh have robert griffin III on the program part of the uh, baylor hall of fame uh uh, list. He's gone through all the Hall of Famers and had them on the program, so John will have uh, Robert Griffin Third on the program today in the 3 o'clock hour. Matt Mosley's coming up at 4. We will do it again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. So for uh, Ryan and for Ward, I'm Tom. Thanks for listening. We will see you in the morning at 7 right here on your flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.